What's up, everybody? Luigi here, and I'm back. Back with Dadcast Games, episode 12. I want to appreciate you guys being patient. And for those of you who were asking me if I'm doing okay, yeah, I'm doing okay. I appreciate the concerns and the messages, and I'm back. All of April was a bust. I didn't record any episodes, but I'm back. Uh, I have been very busy with schoolwork and whatnot. I'm still behind my final. It's on the 11th of this month, so in five days. Well, before the 11th, I have to finish it by f before the 11th. So, you know, I've been doing a lot of schoolwork because I got behind, you know, things happen. But I'm okay. I appreciate the concerns, everybody, the messages. I'm still here. I'm still going to do the podcast. But yeah. So I just want to remind everybody, this is DadCast Games. My name is Luigi. I'm just a dad that likes to play video games. I like to talk about video games. I do want to emphasize, though, I'm not an expert, and I don't claim to be. I just like to give my opinions on what I think about what's going on in the gaming circle. I don't do any research, so I'm not over there trying to like research topics or anything. This is all coming based off of podcast that I listen to I just want to continue the conversation or give my opinions on what's on the topics that other podcasters talk about um, like I said before I do like to listen to gamer tag radio uh, I do also listen to the S X cast I believe um, a lot of the IGN podcasts so a lot of the information that I have comes directly from those podcasts. Again, I'm not doing any research on the internet. I'm not, you know, I don't really have time to be doing all that. But I do, when I do listen to those podcasts, I do feel like sometimes I, I want to give my opinion. So that is, that's why I started this podcast, just to keep that conversation going. So, yeah, that that's, that's the whole point. And the reason I'm saying this, because I had somebody telling me that I need to do more research on topics I'm talking about. And I appreciate the input and the feedback, but you got to understand I'm not going to be doing that research. You know, I'm not a journalist. I'm not going to be doing all that. I just, I want to talk about the games and I want to give my opinions. If I get anything wrong, so be it, you know. Um, I'm not trying to be this person that's going to be giving you information 100% about video games and whatnot it's just my opinions and what i think about it that's why i mentioned this right now you're listening to dadcast games there's been a lot of a lot of controversies going around the gaming scene huh we got star star wars the new star wars games that just came out that's you know having trouble on the pc side of things like it's like not optimized or something then you got Redfall. Redfall has like been very harshly criticized, um, and that's actually the topic that I'm going to be talking about today. Uh, Redfall. Redfall is a game. It's the latest game from Arcane Studios. They're the makers of Dishonored and Prey, two games that I really enjoyed back in the 360 era. You know, uh, I really enjoy the way you can tackle the missions or the levels in those games because you could do it you know stealthily you could just go guns blazing 
and it's a very fun experience doing you know games like that so when redfall was announced i was very excited for it like i even told my friends like hey you know we got to play this um i have my son you know i told him that we got to play this game um and, and we did we did play it and i'm gonna get into the specifics of my experience playing this game um so continuing what the game is about it's an open it's an open world co-op shooter uh that we fight hordes of like vampires and cultists that have taken over the town of redfall so apparently they the, the vampires covered the sun so like the sun is not hitting the city anymore and so you have a group of four people that are going into the city of Redfall, or it's a, like an island, I think. Yeah, yeah. So it's an island in Massachusetts, right? Where you go, they go in and they go try to save this island from these vampires and these cultists. So, in premise, it sounds very, you know, like a f very fun game to play. And that's one reason why I was like, yeah, excited to play this game. Um, but is it worth your time? Is it worth you spending that 70 bucks? Let's dive in and see what this game has to offer. Before we dive in, I want to invite you guys to follow my socials on Twitter at LLuigi0136. That's E-L underscore Luigi0136 on Twitter. And I also want to invite you guys to my YouTube channel, Dadcast Games. Altogether, no spaces, Dadcast Games on YouTube. This is where you're going to see my gameplay videos. Uh, I'm not a professional, you know, um, YouTuber or anything. So it's just me playing video games. So if you like to see somebody play a game and see their reactions, you know, Dadcast Games is pretty much a, a channel. I would recommend you guys check out. So it's just me playing, having some fun with video games. I also upload the video portion, or not the video portion, but the video uh, version of this podcast on there. So you could see my beautiful face as I talk about these games. And I uh, hope you guys check it out. You know, subscribe to the channel, follow me on Twitter, and uh, let's grow this community and see where we can get to without further ado let's get into it you're listening to dadcast games all right redfall man what can i say so initial reactions i'm just going to tell you straight up it was very disappointing to me i was very excited to play this game i i'm the type of person that doesn't like to watch like gameplay videos or trailers and whatnot uh, or maybe trailers is fine, but like people playing it early, you know, I, I hate do watching it because I want to experience the game myself, but I did see some of the gameplay footage for those who got it pre-release that got to play it. And man, it looked really good. Like the people that were playing it, they were playing it at a solid 60 frames, you know, the game looked really fun but when we got it man even before we got it arcane announced that the game on 
on console was going to be only 30 frames per second. So I'm going to ask you this question. Do you guys think in the time that we are now, like in this era of gaming where especially Xbox, you know, I think like their slogan is like the most powerful console, right? Something like that. Um, they're claiming to have the most powerful console, but the console's only able to run these new experiences, these new games at 30 frames per second. Like, are we expecting these consoles to really run at 60 frames every single time? I have two opinions on that. And my first one is, if you're a casual gamer, and in my opinion, anybody who owns video game consoles and plays video games on a console like PlayStation or an Xbox or Nintendo, they're casual gamers, right? Uh, yes, maybe they have, maybe they do have that love for video games, but when they're playing on a console, I think they're playing it on there because of the ease of access of the consoles, how you could just plug it in put the game in or you know download the game and start playing there's really nothing technical about console gaming that you need to know about everybody almost everybody could play on a console right so for the console player somebody who's going to be playing on console and not on like high-end pcs and whatnot i think that frame rate is not such a big thing and this is coming from someone who recently, um, within the past, you know, three or four years, I had become accustomed to playing on PC. Granted, I don't have, you know, the greatest PC, but it does give me an idea of how good these games can run. Okay. So before I got my PC, if before I built my PC, I never thought about frames per second and or like all this stuff, right? Like, or graphics, you know, like I, if I saw the graphics on a console and they looked good, I was just like, damn, you know, this is awesome. So I wasn't really thinking about that. Or I didn't really care too much about all the technical aspects like frame rate and all that. But as soon as I got a PC and you know, I, I'm glad I, I did get it, but I do kind of get upset because now I'm just, I have this, um, how can I explain it? I have this expectation that games should all run like they run on my PC, right? And again, I don't have the greatest PC, like it's, it's a very, you know, on the lower end. But it does run games a bit better than my consoles do, uh, given that, you know, I'm constantly getting at least 100 to 120 frames per second. And when you get that, you get accustomed to how smooth the game runs, how beautiful it looks with the graphics and whatnot. And then when you go down to play a game on a console and it's running on, you know, 30 frames per second, 60 frames even, you're just like, dude, like, I it feels like you're playing... <laughs> on mud or like you know the characters are running in slow motion it's it's weird um so those are the two aspects that i did want to bring up about frames and all that fps and whatnot whatever like i said i'm not an expert but it's just giving you my opinion right 
as a console gamer, I believe that people don't really care about frames per second. But if you're the elitist people that are playing on PC, it's very important to you guys, right? So it's it's two different perspectives. So with that being said, you know, I played the, the game Redfall on my PC and my son played it on the Xbox. Now, my son's experience with the game was mainly positive. And I say that because, oh, and I just want to say, you know, my son's 11 years old, so he has a grasp of what video games are. He likes, you know, first person shooters like Call of Duty or whatnot, Halo, Infinite, and he has an idea of how to play these games. Um, so we started playing it, and to him, just playing the game just going through that world he had fun with it right he wasn't too worried about the graphics he wasn't too worried about the frame rate as other people might be and that is one thing that i can say positively about redfall so to me and to my son we played this game and i played with my cousin too but I'm not even going to talk about him because he didn't like it. But um, the good about it is that, yeah, the gameplay is fun. The like the shooting and like all the gunplay of the game is a very fun experience. But it can be improved. And I'm going to get into that uh, in this, you know, within this episode. Let's rewind a little bit, right? So let's start with the gameplay. So Redfall is supposed to be a co-op shooter that lets you choose from four different characters with powers and weapons to fight against vampires and their minions. Um, you can play solo or with up to three other players online. And you can explore the open world at your own pace and make choices as you play the game. If you think about it, that sounds like a fun idea, right? A, frame, a fun premise. But... It's not really as fun because Redfall is a disappointing and frustrating game for several reasons. First off, the game is full of bugs and glitches. This ruins the immersion and the gameplay. Uh, I encountered a ton of issues when I was playing the game. Um, you, uh, a couple of the issues that I encountered was uh, phantom enemies, you know, you being sh shot by freaking ghosts. Then you had a lot of like vampires, especially the vampires when you get to the vampire section that were stuck in walls or stuck on a, <laughs> under the, you know, the ground. So it was just weird seeing these um, AI characters stuck on a wall so yeah i made it for an easy kill but just seeing that it's just kind of disappointing the textures the textures was one of the biggest things that i like it threw me off because when you start the game you start off in kind of like a, a boat or like a ship and you can see like in my experience you see the textures of the of the boat and then like when you're running around grabbing stuff, sometimes the textures would like just disappear. So it would like, 
instead of seeing you know the wood of the floor it would just look like a freaking mud like mud on the ground like just a flat solid color didn't even have lines to show you where the pieces of wood were and it's very very weird like it kept doing that um i i was trying to record the gameplay but i couldn't because my memory is running low on my computer i gotta upgrade my 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 hard drive but i i did get a little bit if i get a chance I'll, I'll probably upload it but it's so glitchy like you can see how glitchy it is um i'm probably gonna put it for the video version of this podcast so if you guys want to check that out it'll be on youtube at Deadcast game it, it had a lot of freaking crashes so like i said i played it with my son and i played it with my cousin um the very frustrating part about playing this game is that you were playing it and then let's say well let's not say because this happened right my cousin's game crashed so it kicked him out of the the party out of the group and since i was the host my son and i we could keep playing and what was so weird to me is that my cousin couldn't just like i couldn't send him an invite and he could just join our campaign that we were all in we had to literally all three of us log out or get out of the freaking campaign go back to the main menu invite everybody join the same lobby and then restart the game and that's very frustrating because of how many times the game freaking crashed on us like it, it was so frustrating how many times it crashed on us and that's not even the worst part the worst part is that since we did have to get out um and then log back into the the world or whatever that we were in sometimes the progression would not save so like at least to me i never really pinpointed where the checkpoints were so there was a point in the game where we got to a certain section uh well i'll just say it right we got to the the fire station the game crashed on my cousin we all backed out joined back in and it put us back before we got to the fire station so we had to do everything that led up to the fire station over again and you know at the beginning it was like okay whatever you know this is cool the game's kind of fun but then after two, three, four, five crashes, you're just like, dude, come on. I, I can't believe this happened again. And you got to keep doing that section over and over and over again. It's just frustrating, dude. Um, very frustrating. Um, just all those bugs and glitches are just, they, they ruin the gameplay very much. As far as game crashing on the Xbox Series X, because that's where my son was playing it. He didn't experience any crashes at all. Me on the PC side, I did experience just one crash, and that was actually when I was playing by myself. Um, and then my cousin, he's playing that on a PC also or a laptop. Um, I think he has like a 3060 graphics card or something. I don't know what specs he has, but you know, it's not a, a cheapy computer, laptop, or whatever, it's a pretty you know, decent laptop to run this game, but he, his was the one that was crashing the most. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it just seems that the game was unfinished and untested or as if it was rushed out to meet 
the deadline of the release date. Um, next, the enemy AI and the variety is very lacking. Like the AI enemies seem dumb. They seem stupid. Like you could literally just run around circles and kill them. And granted, we were playing on the highest difficulty that the game let us, which was, I think, like midnight or something. So, because there's one level above that, but it's locked. I, I, I assume that that will get unlocked as soon as you beat the campaign the first time. But I don't know who in the right mind would want to go back and play the game after finish it one time. But yeah, the AI is very stupid. Um, the enemies too, the variety of enemies, they all seem to be the same. They all seem to do the, the, the same patterns. Um, and this is something coming from Arcane Studios. Like Arcane really has this, uh, knack for making the AI smart, you know, like making it. So you have to actually work to be able to take care of the enemy AI. But in this game, it's just like. They didn't even put a, a freaking brain into it. Like the, the, the AI is dumb. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, that's as best I could describe it. The AI is freaking dumb and you could just take them out easily. You don't really have to put in too much work into it. They're easy to kill. They're predictable. And this makes a lot of the combat very boring and repetitive. Um, I don't know. They just they need to make the enemies more challenging, more diverse, maybe different behaviors, different patterns, uh, maybe some more abilities, you know, um, maybe add some weaknesses, you know, maybe some will be stronger to like, I don't know, like assault rifles. And then some of them will be stronger with against shotguns, you know, shotgun ammo. But no, like they're all they're all weak to the same thing. There's like there's no weaknesses or strengths to anything. So I think that's something that would be awesome to see in a future patch to where maybe this enemy you can kill it easier with a shotgun. So if you're trying to like shoot them from far away with a sniper or like a pistol, it's not gonna do as much damage as if you're up close with a shotgun. So um that's something that maybe they want to think about because that's what I found myself doing a lot. Like, and the reason why I kept doing it because it worked for me, right? So I would get, just get the pistol. If I was far away, I would just like shoot him from far away. And these enemies were just dying because they would run towards you. They weren't really like strafing or like trying to hide behind cover very much. They're just kind of running towards you. And then they have shotguns. So they would shotgun you from freaking you know, 500 meters away and they weren't hitting you at all. So you just standing there shooting them until they died. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe add some, uh, like weaknesses or newer abilities to the enemies. Um, and then, like I said, you know, just maybe more enemy types, um, uh, maybe different factions of vampires and cultists. Um, and maybe more boss fights, like, uh, I, f I found myself, we were going into like, this is kind of cool, right? There's houses around the, the, the city or whatever, and you can get into it. You could break into them, right? Sometimes you have to have a lock pick or sometimes you could just climb up to the roof of the house and like jump in through the top. That's cool. 
But I found a lot of times when we did that, um, some of those houses were just empty. There was nothing in there. Maybe you'll find some ammo. Maybe you'll find some, like, med kits or guns. Uh, but there's no enemies. There's no vampires. Nothing, right? And it's just kind of kind of boring. You know, like, maybe in those houses, add, like, a, a secret freaking boss fight that you get in the basement of the house or something. Like, that would be freaking awesome, right? But it doesn't have that. So, I don't know. Maybe add more bosses. And then the RPG and loot systems are very lacking. They're underwhelming. And sometimes it seems like they're unnecessary. So, the game does have a lot of like loot drops, weapons that drop that you can pick up. Uh, but they don't really add anything to the gameplay or the progression. Like at the beginning, I thought, okay, you know, let's search everywhere. Try to get everything. At first, you're like, yeah, you know, I got a shotgun here, a sniper there. But it really doesn't matter because a lot of these guns, they all do the same thing. They don't really add anything to the experience of the game. And one of the biggest things is when you defeat like a vampire boss, they drop a specific weapon. But it just seems like it has a different skin on the weapon. It's nothing special or different than the ones that you find out in the wild right so like the very first boss that we killed we got like this blue shotgun that like, was glowing and looked freaking awesome and i thought that that gun was going to be like oh it's a little bit more powerful against you know a vampire uh boss but no it's the same shotgun the same power that the regular shotgun that doesn't have that nice cool blue color to it right it, it just it just didn't seem like it did anything for you like uh when you got that shotgun right i, I thought it was going to be stronger no it's, it's the same thing so at the end of the day do you really need the, the vampires to drop any special guns other than they're gonna look you know like a different color a little bit you know more fun to look at than the traditional you know gray or black or whatever that it is but yeah it's just i don't know they're, they're very random they're unbalanced because <laughs> this is something else that i guess I, I should talk about every time we restarted the game the loot changed in the boxes that you open so sometimes like the first time let's say you would get pistol but then game crashes you reload and then that same treasure chest when you go back into it you would get like a shotgun. So they're, they're very random. So sometimes you'll get a pistol, sometimes you get a sniper. And it's, I don't know, at the, at, at the end of the day, sometimes it seems unbalanced. And then not everybody gets the same thing. So like I was playing with, you know, two other people. Like my son would get, a, a, uh, let's say, a shotgun. And then when I would go into that same chest, I would get like a pistol. So it's like, it sometimes seemed unfair that, Oh, how come he got a sniper or a shotgun, you know, and I got a freaking pistol or I just got freaking apples or <laughs> something dumb, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's very, very random. Um, what else? What else? Uh, oh, the currency system. So the game does have currency system, but you really can't buy anything like they, they do have a section where you could buy guns with like stakes and stuff because you need the stakes to kill the vampires but 
you find all this out in the wild. So is there really a need for the money? Because you're going to find guns like and, and I'm not just saying like one or two guns. Like you're finding guns everywhere. Like sometimes you're just like, dude, what do I do with all these guns? And the game doesn't really teach you how to get rid of the guns. But it, it's cool that you can get rid of them. So you don't even have to go to a shop. You just go into the inventory click that you're gonna salvage it or whatever and it just gives you currency towards you know for you to buy stuff so you could just keep on you know salvaging these weapons or like uh, selling them or whatever and it just gives you some money and then same thing with everything else you pick up other stuff like uh i, I guess this is kind of like a good thing because when when you're looking at when you're picking up items you know sometimes you'll pick up like like uh let's say an apple or something right that'll heal you or something that you think that like at the beginning i thought oh, okay maybe we're gonna need these things to craft items later on no it's just it's essentially currency so i guess kind of kind of cool but not really because you pick this stuff up and just automatically turns into currency for you so you don't have to worry about carrying too much too many items you know getting over encumbered and because that that's what happens with <laughs> with me with a lot of games you know with this type of game where you're picking up all this loot and then you pick up too much and then you can't even run because you're over encumbered you don't run into that issue with this game because a lot of the things that you pick up they just automatically turn into currency so um there's no need to really be maintaining your inventory right because you have too much of this or too much of that because it automatically turns into money um so i don't know you could take it one of two ways or two ways right it's good because you don't have to worry about getting over and covered or it's bad because just just you know things that you're picking up is not really adding anything to the game um but i don't know uh, they gotta add, make the RPG and loot systems a little bit more meaningful and rewarding. Maybe a little bit more customization options, more perks, more mods. Um, I'm sure the cosmetics are going to come in, in the near future. So, like, you know, add a little bit more cosmetics to that. But that's that's really all I can say right now. Like, that's I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of things that they need to work on. Okay, so I'm going to talk a little bit about the characters. So I'm Mexican, and I'm proud to be Mexican, right? So when I looked at the characters, I was just like, okay, I'm going to pick this character because of the representation. So like to me, representation is very important. Like I'm very proud to see a Hispanic or Latina or Latino in a video game and i always try to choose that person just because of my heritage my mexican heritage i like to hear the the spanish speaking in these video games and it's amazing so i ended up picking remy right she's like this tech geek that has a robot with her and she speaks spanish right oh and every character there's four different characters uh every character has their own abilities okay so I know I say that I don't really do research, but I'm just for the sake of this, you know, small mini review that I have about Redfall. I'm going to go through each character's names and their abilities. So you got Jacob Boyer. This is the 
dead eye with an undead eye. So this is like the the character that they showed on like the preview events and all that. Then you got Devender Dev Crowsley. This is the verified cryptid hunter. Then you got Remy de la Rosa. That's the one I picked. The ingenious ingeniera, right? Engineer. And then you got Layla Ellison, the telekinetic threat in student debt. So these are the the characteristics that these characters have, right? The, what they have. The abilities for Jacob, his powers are a raven. So you could get your raven to fly toward, like fly forward and they mark enemies. If you hold a button, it scans for enemies near you. If, you know, stay on his arm and it'll scan the enemies. Then he also has a cloak. So this activates Jake. Jacob's stolen bellwether cloak to hide from enemies. Attacking will deactivate the cloak and allow enemies to see Jacob again. So I'm going to read it directly from the website, right? Uh, and then he also has his superpower, which is Heartstopper. Summon a ghostly summon a ghostly rifle, use the sights to lock onto enemies, and then fire to deal heavy damage. So those are the three powers that he has. Then you got Devender Dev Crowsley. He has Arc Javelin. Throw a javelin into enemy surfaces or surfaces to create a lining hazard that will zap nearby enemies. Also, he also has translocate. Toss out a translocation beacon. You can teleport to by pressing the corresponding button a second time. Allies can use the translocate terminal you leave behind to follow you. And then his superpower, backlight. Use Devinder's heavily modified camera rig to create a powerful burst of ultraviolet light. Uh, petrifies vampires and staggers human enemies. So those are three powers this dude has. Then you got Dem. Uh, then you got Remy de la Rosa. Uh, she has C4 charge. Toss an explosive device that sticks to targets and services. Once armed, press a button to detonate. Then you got Siren. You command your robot Bribonto. That's the name of the robot to distract nearby enemies, making himself a target and absorbing damage. And then you got the superpower mobilize. It creates a rallying point where you and your allies are healed over time. And then the last but not least, you got Layla Ellison. Layla has lift, summon a psychic lift that launches you into the air. Then you got umbrella, summon a psychic umbrella to block enemy and friendly projectiles. Press the corresponding button to release a psychic blast that damages enemies. And then you got the superpower, Vampire Ex-Boyfriend. <laughs> Call in a favor from your ex-boyfriend, Jason, who happens to be a vampire. So those are all the powers that they have. And reading them, you know, because I hadn't even read them out loud like this. They seem like fun powers, but they're very freaking boring, dude. Like, they're whack. They suck. Like they don't really give anything like, I don't know. It's just not fun. They're not fun to use. So they really have to, um, I don't know, make, make those powers a little bit more fun to use. I mean, I guess just to wrap up this part of the podcast, uh, over this part of the episode, the, the, the graphics are, are freaking outdated. Like they seem outdated. Um, I, I want to, um compare them to like the graphics of uh what is that game called sea of thieves dead by daylight Fortnite, you know where it's just like the graphics aren't supposed to look uh, the greatest but for a game that's a triple a title 
coming from the Xbox Studios, you know, Arcane Studios, Bethesda, uh, you would expect it to be a little bit better. And they don't. They just look outdated. And I didn't like that. You're listening to Dadcast Games. All right. So I think I talked a lot about this game. I really didn't give it a lot of good points. And for good reason. There's not very many good points about this game. You know, to me, to my son, the gunplay is pretty fun. But it doesn't outweigh all the negative things that this game has. With all the bugs, all the crashes, how the AI is freaking dumb, you know. Um, It's just very unfinished. So let's just, you know, wrap it up, right? So Redfall is a game that had potential, seemed to have potential, but wasted it on poor execution. It does not live up to the hype, nor to the standards of the developer, Arcane Studios, right? A studio who previously made freaking awesome games like Prey and Dishonored, right? Dishonored 2, was, which were freaking good games, right? Um, in conclusion, I, I cannot recommend this game to anyone. I, I, would, I would encourage those who have game pass to try it out for themselves and see what you guys think you know make your own decision on what you think of the game if you have game pass i you know i i do encourage you to try it out just try it out um in my opinion it's better if you play with somebody else because it was more boring playing it alone which i did as well i played by myself and it was just it sucked you know it's a little bit better playing it with my son um with that being said though a $70 game, I cannot recommend anybody to go out and spend their hard-earned $70 on this unfinished product. I cannot recommend anybody going out and paying that amount of money for this game. But I do encourage you to try it out for yourselves if you have game. So yeah, Redfall needs a lot of work. It needs to fix a lot of technical issues. It needs to improve the gameplay systems enhance the open world maybe expand the story mode like i don't know it seems like it's too repetitive and then fix the co-op you know fix the co-op make it to where if the game crashes for somebody else they could just you could invite them again they could just join the game don't make us freaking log out all three of us or all four of us log out go to the main freaking screen join up in a lobby and then boot up the game like just make it so we can just load into the game even if one of us gets kicked out but yeah with that being said a lot of people are saying that they're gonna pass on it me personally only because my son really enjoyed it and again he's someone that doesn't really care about frame rate he doesn't care about how glitchy sometimes the game looks in fact he thinks that the it's kind of funny when the freaking like monsters are stuck in a wall and stuff you know because it gives them an easy kill so i'm gonna keep playing it with him just because he has fun with it but if my son wasn't uh a factor in my decision about this game 
I would not play it. It just it's very bad. They really have to fix it. And it comes down to what I've been saying in other episodes. It's like, can we really give these developers, these companies making video games a pass just because they can send out patches later on to make the game good? In my opinion, no. I, I don't think that these companies and, and again, I, I don't want to be sound like that, you know, negative Nancy or that asshole you know, person, but I do understand that these developers want to make the best game possible, but it seems like companies like the uppers, the, the, the higher ups want to justify by, okay, it's not, it's not finished yet. It's fine. Just, you know, release it. Who cares? We'll take the hit on the, on the reviews at the beginning, but then fix it. You know, like, it seems like these higher ups are like, well, who cares if it comes out buggy right now? Because you guys can fix it, right? So the developers are like, yeah, we can fix it, but it's not ready right now, right? This is, again, this is hypothetical. This is what I think <laughs> goes on, right? But it's above my pay grade, so I don't know what really goes on. But it just seems like the higher-ups are like, you know what? It's fine. Release the game right now. We'll take the hit on the reviews early on. But as long as you guys can fix it, we'll get better reviews down the road. And it seems like, that's what these companies are doing now nowadays just because they have the power to send out a patch and make the game better they're just like ah who cares if it sucks at launch you know and i don't know if that is the case i feel like they got to change that strategy because you want to give that best first impression in my opinion it's just the first impressions are great if the game sucks i'm probably not going to come back to it six months down the road that's exactly what happened to me with um uh cyberpunk you know cyberpunk i bought the game it was freaking terrible because i played it on the xbox and i i haven't gone back to it and i know that you know the, the developers fixed the game and now it's freaking amazing or whatever like i've heard a lot of good things about it but i still haven't got back to it even though i know that the game is now good and so like i don't think this model of like oh we'll fix it later really works because a lot of people don't go back to it they have other games that they want to play or the other games that they're gonna play you know spend their money on so yeah it's just i don't know it's just bad overall just bring out a freaking game and make sure it's correct you're listening to Dadcast games um one thing i do want to bring up and and it's because i keep hearing it from uh this guy named paris lily this guy's very freaking famous now because he gives his honest opinions all the time he's freaking brutally honest all the time and i like that i like that on a person right but he keeps bringing up this thing that these companies need to be transparent they need to be honest tell us give us a timeline so i don't remember what episode i was listening to but it was on uh gamertag radio Check them out. It's also a podcast. Um, he was saying that these companies need to give us a roadmap or like give us dates and stuff. And I want to disagree with him. And here's why. Paris, I know you're not going to listen to this, but let's just pretend you are. Um, I disagree with that because when they give us these dates or the these roadmaps that hey you know we can have these games that gives the gamers us the people 
this idea that, okay, that game's going to come out that date and it's going to be finished and it's going to be great, right? But what ends up happening is just, I, I think in my opinion, it ends up backfiring on them because now we're expecting this game to release on that date that they said, right? So when it gets delayed, right, we're just like, what the hell, you know? And then let's say after the delay, they're like, oh, you know, we got to delay it again, right? Then we're just like, oh, hell no. Like this company is just playing games now, right? So I think they should just tell us, hey, you know, this is what's coming up. Do not give us any dates. Just get us hyped for the game. I think that's more, what, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. It's It's better for us just getting hyped for the game rather than, being like, oh, the game's going to be releasing this day and then getting disappointed because it's not, because it's not ready or whatever, right? So, Paris, I disagree on the whole being transparent. Or not, not being transparent, but giving us dates, right? I, I don't agree with them having to give us dates. Do not give us any dates. Just tell us that, hey, this game's coming up, you know, and be ready for it. Get hyped for it, right? And then make the game, finish it up, polish it, and make sure you cook it enough so when it comes out, it doesn't have all these bugs. I guess one good thing I could, one good thing about PlayStation, so like PlayStation and Nintendo, right? They tell us, okay, this game's gonna come out, and they just hype us up for it. They're not telling us, hey, it's gonna come out this specific date, and that's good because that just gets us hyped up. And then when the game does finally come out, right, it's polished. You know, Sony Studios have been doing very good you know got got god of war what's that other one the forbidden west what's it called the uh, i don't even know i haven't even played my playstation in a long time but a lot of these games they're, they're good they're, they don't have all these bugs that these xbox games <laughs> have been having and it sucks because i really like xbox i like what they're doing with their game pass subscription model i haven't had to buy a freaking xbox game and i don't know how long as a collector it's very different for me because I love collecting video games, but now I'm just going straight digital. The only times I buy video games physically is going to be Nintendo games or games that I want to see specifically in my collection. Otherwise, I'm going full digital now, and it's it's weird to think about it because I always like to have that physical, tangible, touchable object that I can have in the collection. And it's not the case anymore. Like, you know, I've changed and it's it's going to be different playing digital games but it you know it's the same experience it's just digital now you're just not going to have that freaking like my friend said it's a coaster cuz the game this doesn't really have anything other than the freaking license to say yeah he owns the game but yeah paris i disagree with you don't give us dates just tell us hey you know the game's coming get us hyped for it but don't give us specific dates cuz that's just going to disappoint us at the end you're listening to that cast games all right guys that's it for today i don't know how long i've been talking for but i think it's a little bit longer than usual it's sometimes very hard for me to talk by myself but i don't know i'm working on that but yeah, guys, I want to thank you guys for listening to today's episode of dad cast games episode 12 i want to thank you for listening hope you enjoyed it what do you think of Redfall? Have you played it? Are you going to play it? Let me know. I'd like to hear about, you know, like I said, you can follow me on Twitter 
at lluigi0136 or leave a comment on one of my videos on my YouTube channel, Dadcast Games. All, t all together, no spaces, Dadcast Games at YouTube. Are you planning to play it, Redfall? Are you planning to spend your hard-earned 70 bucks? Do you have Game Pass to play it? Let me know. I will really want to hear what you guys think. Also, if you like this episode, please leave me a rating. Leave a review. You know, go follow me on my Twitter. Go subscribe on my YouTube channel. It'd be awesome. With that being said, guys, I'll see you guys next Saturday. Later.